Amen. Matthew 14, verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered and said unto him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter was come, come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, the wind boisterous he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they were in the ship, and they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, Of the truth, thou art the Son of of God. Let us pray before you're seated tonight. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for its anointing. And God, I believe that you want to encourage those in this house tonight with this word. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's never lost. He's never lost. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I believe that the Lord wants me to encourage you this week. I, I was sharing with Sierra. Uh, the other day that I said, you know, the Lord gave me this little little nugget while I was at work, and I wrote wrote down three little sentences, and I showed them to her, and and I I, I know that I'm not going to pretend and act like I don't know that there are things in this house, needs in this house, before many people in this house. I, I know of needs. I know of situations. I've talked to people. I've had people confide in me. I know of situations, but I want you to know that I didn't know of any of these situations when the Lord gave me this message, but I want to encourage you tonight. As, as Sister Crystal was testifying, it really confirmed what the Lord wants to say to you tonight. So often we get in a battle and, and we get in situations and we think that there's no way out and we think that 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 it is it is too bad it's gone too far and i i want to you to notice tonight that the disciples have been sent away by jesus and they're going to the other side of the sea of galilee and they're going to begin a a, a different part or a segment of his ministry he's going to begin to minister to people that he has not yet ministered to so these 12 disciples get into a boat and they find themselves uh, caught in a storm and and we know and we we've we've heard this preached many times that that life is full of battles life is full of storms life is full of situations but what i want you to realize with me real quick tonight and we're going to try to walk through this a little a, a little bit uh, maybe expository if if the lord uh, uh, sees fit but when you're in the midst of a storm you're in the midst of a battle you're in the midst of the situation sister becky sometimes 
sometimes it's so easy to just see what's going on around you. To focus on the storm. To focus on the battle. There are so many things uh, that the enemy in our flesh tried to bring up. Uh, that that the, the enemy just tries to keep you in a constant state of worry. Uh, a constant state of fear. A constant state uh, uh, of just anxiety. Not knowing what will happen. Uh, all you know that is you are being tossed uh, around. That you feel like uh, that things will never end. That things will never get better. But I want to point something out to you and just teach you for a moment. Uh, in the middle of your storm, the first thing you need to come to a conclusion is uh, that this storm is not uh, here to uh, kill me. It may think it has authority over my life, uh, but Jesus only has authority over my life. Uh, and I want you to notice what happened in the middle of the storm uh, in our text tonight uh, that the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water. So what does that have to do with anything? I, I, if you're writing stuff down, I want you to write this down. Notice this. In the middle of the storm, so often we just focus on the storm. You need to begin to look for Jesus. You need to go to prayer. You need to go into fasting if need be. You need to dig into the Word of God. It's so easy to see uh, the situations uh, that, that may come up and, and they may seem so overwhelming, but I want you to know uh, that in the middle of every storm, Jesus can still be found. They're in the middle of a storm. The Bible says uh, that the waves are being tossed, that, that these waves are, are in a bad are, are in a bad state. They're, they're coming against the boat, they're coming against the disciples. Uh, but then they saw Jesus in the midst of all the chaos. They saw Jesus walking on the water. So that's the first thing I want you to know is that in the middle of every storm, Jesus is somewhere. You have to find him and locate him. And when they first locate him, the Bible tells us that they cry out uh, with fear, thinking that he's a ghost, thinking that he is a spirit, but he calls out to them immediately. And this is just so much like Jesus. He said, it is I. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. In the middle of the chaos, he says, do not be afraid. What he's saying is, peace, calm down. I'm here with you. You say, oh, that's so easy to say. That's so easy to, to, to preach. But I want you to realize that what we've done in our culture is when we get in the middle of the storm, we turn to Facebook instead of God's book. Someone give me a fix. Someone get me out of this. Give me, give me help. Give me, give me psychological help. Give me, let me listen to philosophers. Let me hear somebody give me a little PowerPoint. No, I want you to realize that in the middle of any and every storm that Jesus is present. And he's not just present just to say, oh, I'm here. He is there to deliver you. May not come when you want it. But he will come on time. The Bible says that he was up in a mountain praying by himself. But in the middle of this storm, all of a sudden in the fourth watch of the night, he realizes that he needs to go to where his disciples are. They've been battling. They've been in such turmoil. They've been afraid. But just in the nick of time, Jesus shows up. But here's something else I want you to realize about storms. We need to see beyond the battles that we're in. 
I'm going to teach. I've already told you that in the midst of every storm, you need to be looking for Jesus. But here's the thing. Have you ever stopped to think why you're in a storm? God, why am I going through this? We've probably asked that question. But have you taken it, taken it to God in prayer? Say, God, what, 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 is, what, what is the purpose of all of this? I don't know why my family's acting that way. I don't know why my, my children are doing that. I don't know why, why, why things seem to be so bad. I don't know why the money's so low. I don't know why the marriage and the relationship is so tired and worn out. I don't know why it is the way it is. You see, there's 12 disciples in the boat, but the Bible tells us that after Jesus identifies himself, that something happens. Peter says to him, if it's you, ask me to come to you. Here's what I want you to realize. So we, we have that. We need to look for Jesus in a storm. But here's the second thing you need to understand. You need to see beyond the storm that you're in. Realize that maybe the storm is there to give you an opportunity to draw closer to God. Everybody saw Jesus. But only one said, I want to draw closer. Tell me to come to you. It's easy to get in the middle of a storm and say, oh, Jesus, just deliver me. Just deliver me. I want you to know that he's a good father. We sang about that tonight. Uh, but a good father does not just give you what you want. Uh, he teaches you that, hey, in the midst of everything falling apart, how about you draw closer to me? In the midst of chaos, the waves are still bad. The wind is still blowing contrary. There's still all kinds of noise. There's still all kinds of things going out. But Peter says, listen, there is an opportunity here. Not for me to cave under the pressure, but, but there's an opportunity for me to draw closer to God. So he says, tell me. Tell me to come to you. And Jesus looks at him and he says, come. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to see beyond. you got to see beyond your situation. We, we look on the surface. We look on the surface. But here's, here, here's something else. So we've identified who Jesus is in the middle of the storm. Now we understand that maybe the storm is presenting us with an opportunity to draw closer to him. Which I will tell you, I have lived that. Everything that I've ever went through, the worst situations in my life, deaths in family, situations of finance, situations in my marriage, every situation that I've encountered has always presented an opportunity for me to get closer to God. Every single one. But then what happens is, has anyone stepped out of their comfort zone before for God? Anybody ever done it? It's fun. That means it's not. It's, hey, pray for that person. Ooh. Okay. I'll go. Hey, there's power in obedience. But, but what happens is Peter gets out of the boat. And he's, he, he's, he's walking on the water. So now what we have 
And I feel like the Lord wants me to address it. Now what we have is there's people sitting on the boat behind him. Jesus is before him. He's in the middle. Let me address this. He's in a lonely place. He's got people behind him. He's got Christ before him. But he feels like, I'm all alone. I'm out here by myself. I want you to understand this. This, this goes so, so well with the second point. Is you have to understand the opportunity. I, I've noticed that there are times in my life, there's times in my life when I, I come home and I, I have my beautiful wife, my beautiful girls, but I still feel alone. There's times that, that that's happened. And you know what I've found, Brother Jaden, is what God is doing is he's calling me to this place. To say, how about, how about during your lonely times that I show you that I'm all you really need? See, this messes with people because in our culture we have, I need somebody, I, I need somebody, I, I need someone to give me a word. I, I need someone to pray over me. I need someone to speak in seven kinds of tongues over me. I need someone to give me a prophecy. I need someone to do this. I need someone to do that. Listen, all you need is what's in front of you. And we're looking, I, I need this, and I need a relationship, and I need finances, and I need this. And, and God said, no, 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 no. What I'm trying to get you to realize is all you need is me. If you had enough faith to get out of the boat and follow Jesus, you should have another, enough faith to say, okay, you got me out of the boat. God, I'm going forward with you regardless of what it looks like. So he gets out of the boat. He's in the middle. He's in a lonely place. But understand this, that sometimes in our lonely place is where God wants to meet us. Your spiritual walk is going to be full of unlikely, this is what I call it, unlikely meeting places. So what does that mean? Three Hebrew boys were thrown into the fire, but guess what? That's where Jesus was. It was unlikely meeting place, but Jesus met them there. Daniel in the lion's den, unlikely meeting place. That's not where I want to find God, but that's where he found him. Hear me. Hear me tonight. Is it, 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 you, may, you may be in a situation, you say, I don't understand what I'm here. I want you to understand what I'm telling you tonight and teaching you is that even when you think that, I don't, I, don't, I don't really get why I'm here, God. I want you to understand he has set up a meeting place for you to say, okay, all I need is you. Me, me and Sarah tell the young people all the time about this. You know how God granted me that beautiful woman over there is when I made up in my mind I didn't need her. You say, what? When I made up in my mind, I don't need a relationship to serve Christ. God, if you want me to live like Paul, I don't want to live that way. But if you want to live me, if, if it's just me and you the rest of my life, God, that's okay. And guess what? Six months later, because when I didn't need her, all I needed was Christ. God said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Because you showed me that when you were lonely, all, all that you needed was me. See, we don't teach that today. We just teach, oh, God will give you the desires of your heart. Listen, God, I, 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 I believe that's true. God will give you the desires of your heart. But I want you to understand this. God is after your heart. Period. And so often, 
We get in these situations and we're like, God, I need this, and God, I need that, and God, I need this. God, I need the money. I need the, I need the guidance. I need the. And he said, no, all you need is me. Church, I, I, I'm still under the, the persuasion that Jesus is still enough. The Bible teaches that he's more than enough. But Peter is in this in-between. And then something happens. And now he's focused on the storm again. And I've heard this preached so many times. And, I, and it's not necessarily wrong. That's my disclaimer. Is that he took his eyes off Jesus and that's why. That's not what the Bible says. It's not that it's not wrong. The Bible says that he saw how boisterous the waves were. But it says he was afraid and began to sink. You see, in the storm, in the battle, it's an easy place to be afraid. Because you don't know what's going on. Brother Dan, that's hard. Especially for the ladies in the house. When you don't have control, that's hard. I'm not a lady, but I'm married to one. It's hard. I want to know. I want to plan. I want to I know exactly what's going to happen. I want to know. I want to put this money aside and I want to do this and I want to do that. that. Listen, my mama always said, you want to make God laugh, make plans. Your plans mean nothing to him until you give your plans to him. So now what happens is when he doesn't understand, he's like, okay, you've brought me this far, but... But nothing's changed. That's hard, Chris. When it's like, God, I'm, I'm still reading. I'm still praying. But nothing's changed. I'm still in the storm. I'm walking out here. I feel vulnerable. I, I feel alone here. I'm in a position that I, I normally wouldn't be in. Anybody feel that way? I know I'm talking to people tonight. God, I'm doing it. I'm, 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 I'm doing it just like you. I'm walking on the water. I have faith. But why hasn't it changed? Why is the storm not gone, Maddie? Why am I still thinking these thoughts? Why am I still dealing with these things? And what happens is the enemy begins to slip in and use your flesh and say, you know what? You should be afraid because you don't know how this is going to look. You got, you got a lot further to go. You don't know how this is going to look. And the Bible says that he was afraid. And he began to sink. Listen, fear will sink you. Worry. I've heard people say this, well, I'm not, I'm not fearful, I'm just worried. There's not much difference. I'm not an English major, but uh, there's not much difference. I'm so worried about it, I'm so worried about it. I remember this certain individual come to my father and said, I'm just, I'm just sick, I'm just worried about my child, I'm worried and I'm worried. And, and every service, I'm worried, I'm worried. My dad just looked at her and said, I just wish you would stop sinning. 
She said, what are you talking about? He said, because you're coming in here and you're worried and you're worried and you're worried. You're telling me that you're not giving it to Jesus. He said, so you're doubting the ability of your God. And I was like, we don't talk like that. But I want you to understand, the Bible teaches us to cast all of our cares on him. There's things in my life that I, oh man, well, I don't know. I, but I have to, Marcel, I have to come to prayer and say, God, I may not know, but you know. It's okay. I'm, I'm still going to pray for my children. I'm still going to pray for God to do something great. The storms may still be raging, but God, I'm going to trust you. But Peter, like so many of us, I've done this begin to fall. Maddie, if you want to come to the music, you begin to fall, begin to sink. And I will tell you, because I, I can speak from experience. I've been afraid. I haven't trusted. Didn't have confidence in myself or the God that I served. And I... I began to fall and I fell. But I want you to understand this and this is really what I want to get to tonight because I feel like someone, someone really needs to hear this. The Bible tells us, you can read in the text, that he began to sink. He began to sink, but he was not sunk. Hear me. He was overwhelmed, but not overcome. You got to see beyond. Yes, he made a mistake. He doubted. And Jesus didn't use this moment. We, 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 I've heard preachers preach this as like Jesus come down on him and was like, man, where's your faith? No, Jesus used this as a teaching opportunity. He said, man, where's your faith? Why did you doubt? It's okay. Come on. I was right here. So oftentimes we quit and God's saying, no, 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 no. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Don't quit. Don't walk away. But there's times, Sister Terry, that we just let the fear come in and we're just, I'm done. I ain't going to do it no more. I ain't going to try. I ain't going to try in this marriage. I ain't going to try. I, I, I've worked all the overtime that I can and it's still not enough. I, I, I've heard, I've heard, I've seen. God, I... I want you to know that there may be some people in the house, and I believe there is under the sound of my voice that you said, it, I don't know if it's worth it. And you feel like you're just sinking and you, you feel like you're being overwhelmed, but God told me to tell you tonight that cry out just like Peter cried. He said, Jesus, save me. And the Bible says that there was a delay. No, that's not what the Bible says. It says immediately Jesus reached down and pulled him out. 
He did not let him be overcome. He did not let him drown. He did not let him die in his condition. But know what Jesus did is pulled him out of the situation that he was in. And he said, you know what? Have faith. He said, but you don't understand. I've fallen. I have failed, Pastor. I have said things to God, I've said things in my prayer time. God, I can't do it anymore. God, I can't make it. God, I can't do this. I can't do that. But here's what I want you to understand. Peter fell. But he did not fail. Peter fell, but he did not fail. Watch this. He, he starts to sink. Jesus pulls him out. Says you didn't have the faith. It's okay. You didn't have the faith. He was afraid. He tells Jesus. He says, listen, Jesus in Luke chapter 22. He says, I will never deny you. I'll go with you to the death. And Jesus says, before the rooster crows three times, you will deny me. He was afraid. He fell. But I love, and I've preached on this so many times, but I'm sorry, I love it. But Jesus tells him in Luke chapter 22, Becky, he says, Satan desires to have you and to sift you like wheat. But he says, I have prayed for you. And what did he say? So that your faith would fail not. He would fall, but he would not fail. You said, wait a second. He fell down on the boat. He fell down when he denied Jesus. But I want you to know that his faith did not fail. Because in Acts chapter 2, he stood up on the day of Pentecost with the eleven and preached a message that was so powerful that 3,000 souls were saved. That's Peter. The one that fell in the ocean or in the Sea of Galilee. The one that fell when he denied Jesus. But his faith did not fail. Not only did he preach in such a manner that 3,000 souls were saved, but the Bible says that it got to the point that they would bring their sick out in the streets just so Peter's shadow would touch them and they would be healed. You see, you have to see beyond the fall. You have to see beyond your shortcomings and realize that there is something greater that God has for your life. But you just have to stand up and say, God, I'm going to see beyond the storm. I'm going to see beyond my failures. God, I am more because you've made me more. Hear me tonight. We've got to start seeing our storms and our battles differently. What do you think the enemy's going to do? Roll over and let you have kingdom on her, kingdom on of heaven on earth? Do you think he's going to let that happen? No. 
But what we have to do is make up in our mind that Jesus, I know you're in the storm. I know that you're with me. I know that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I know that you have overcome the world. That greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God, I believe that I'm an overcomer. Just because you fail does not mean that you failed. See beyond. Stand with me across the house. We've covered a lot of things. And when you get in situations, you're going to have to... Listen, people think it's crazy, but I think it's healthy to talk to yourself. I do. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm a verbal guy, Jason. I just gotta, and there's times, Brandy, where I'm, you know, inside I'm at work and there's a lot of things going on. It's like, uh, there's, there's times I, I literally get paid to get chewed out. That's, that happens. I do. I, I mean, it's part, of the, it's part of the gig. When people don't have their stuff and they want their stuff, it's your fault. Last time I checked, I didn't work at the Port of Los Angeles or the Port of Baltimore. I can't. I can't get your stuff here. But there's times, man, I'm like, and I have to say, Jade, where's Jesus in all this? And there's times, Brother Chris, that I come into this church and I begin to pray and I feel lonely. I feel like no one understands me and it's, it's all lies of the enemy. But what happens is I began to talk. I began to talk to the Lord. And I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, holy God. I believe in reverence, but there's times I just talk to him and say, I'm glad that I know that you're here even when I can't feel you. God, I'm thankful that you're not just a feeling. There's times that my prayers feel really dry. Anybody ever felt that way? I remember calling my father one time and I said, Dad, I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere. It's been two months and I pray and I pray and I pray and nothing's happening and nothing's happening. And he said, son, that's when you're doing the most. He said, learn to love it. He said, I don't love how I feel. He said, it's not a feeling. Faith is built on what you know. Worship is built on what you know. Prayer is built on what you know, not what you feel. My relationship with my wife, we, we've made in our culture, love is a feeling. Love is a choice. And here's what I know. There's days that I'm sure she don't feel like loving me. I leave my clothes everywhere. It happens. I'll get to it. It's not as fast as you. I'll get there. And there's days I may not feel, but it's not about what I feel. It's, here's what I know, that God gave me that. God gave me them girls. That's what I know. 
It's not what I feel, it's what I know. And I love them to the day I die. Church, you may feel the wind. You may hear and see and feel the waves crashing all around you. But you got to see beyond what you feel. And find the God that you know. Find the God that you know. So I'm going to make an altar call. Maybe short, that's fine. But I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. There are people in this house First, there are people in this house that you're still in the boat. You ain't even stepped out yet. And I'll tell you, you say, what, what do you mean? You're in the boat and you're good with how things are. But there's something in you and, and you feel like God's calling you to something deeper, something beyond what you know, something he wants to take you into a deeper revelation of who he is. You got to get out of the boat. Because I'll tell you what happens to boat sitters is they get judgmental of water walkers. Why do they have to act that way? Why, 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 why when we sing that song, everybody gets excited? Why when pastor preaches that way, everybody stands up and claps their hands? Why do people shout and holler? When people start talking like that, you're telling me you're a boat sitter. I'm just being honest. You're just sitting on a boat and you're going fishing. You ain't going to catch nothing. You're just old and cold. And this is what I say. I had someone tell me, hey, that, you, that, that person sang a song or that person taught or preached and, and I, I remember this and, 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 and someone telling me this early on in ministry and it didn't sound very good and I said well have you done it well, well no I said then don't get mad at them for walking on the water while you're sitting in the boat because at least Peter tried so I believe there's people in this house that says listen Pastor Jay if I'm being honest I ain't even got out of the boat I want you to tell you, I want, I, want to, I want to tell you tonight that he wants you out of the boat because he wants you to come closer. But I also believe that there are people that are out of the boat and you're in the in-between. You're in the lonely stage. You feel like no one understands you. You feel like you're getting nowhere. I want you to come and I want to pray with you. That you would fix your focus on what's before you, not what's behind you. Because when you're lonely is when Jesus wants you to draw close. But lastly tonight, I want to talk to the people that have fell. You say, I've made mistakes, man. Pastor, I've given up. I... I tried and I, I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it on my own. I want you to know you will never make it on your own. You can only make it if the Lord is with you. 
You've got to allow his spirit to transform your mind. But there's some people that have failed. I, I want to encourage you. I'm going to pray with you tonight and let you know that you may have failed, but you have not failed. God is the author and the finisher of your faith, and he's still writing your story. If you have breath in your lungs, he is not done with you. So if you're any of those three tonight, you say, I'm in the boat, I want to get out. You say, I'm in the water, and I feel lonely. Or you say that I, I feel like I'm sinking. I want you to know you're not sunk. You may be overwhelmed, but you're not overcome. Like Paul said, I, I'm perplexed. I'm pressed down on every side, but he said, I'm not destroyed. Any of those three tonight, I want you to come. If you just want to come and pray, I'll give you a fourth category just to fill in general. So you feel like people aren't judging you. I, I, I Don't do that. But I'll give you an out. If you just want to pray, come. But I want you to know he's in the middle of your storm. He knows right where you are. Jesus was miles away, but he knew exactly where they were. Even in the middle of the storm, walking on the water, you don't have to be lonely. What he's saying is, I'm drawing you closer. Is there one more tonight that will say that I fail? That I've been tempted to give up? I've been afraid of what I don't know, of what I can't see. I want you to come. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you could take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.